You're with Julian on the Brown Notes and just disparaging people that have decided that you can put adverts in Word documents that you should send yourself online. Uh, the liberal economic crisis being blamed on Labour. Who could see that coming? So Australia is going through a cost of living crisis, which apparently started the day that Anthony Albanese was elected. And we've gone through, in a very short space of time, the notion of terms like the working poor, where people uh, work people working full time can't afford to live, so end up getting a second job. Now, remember how the Liberals touted that as more people working? Just to give you an indication of the fact that this didn't happen as soon as Labour were elected, the Liberals actually tried to use the fact that more people had second jobs as a positive. And we've gone from the working poor to the most egregious term in capitalists' history, which is the working homeless. And even on the very affluent northern beaches uh, where I live, there are now car parks that have people living in them that work full time living in their cars because they can't afford to rent anywhere. And all of this is kind of being blamed on Labour because unless it's the SBS or ABC, the only neutral news we have in this country, if it's Channel 7, 9 or 10, if it's uh, the Sydney Morning Herald or the Murdoch Press, then, which is pretty much all, all of the media apart from the SBS and ABC, then they are relentlessly enslaved into promoting the Liberal Party. So they didn't care about the economy being terrible for the last 10 years. The, the Lab, Lab, Liberal Party were in power. They just get, let them get away with it. Six of these interest rate rises that happened under Albanese were announced under Scott Morrison. Before he'd lost the election, the RBA said they were going to raise interest rates six times uh, in the coming year. And uh, I mentioned at the time how incredibly unusual that was that they kept that for a Labour government and speculated that they like having interest rate rises happen under a Labour government so it stops them doing anything socially responsible with the economy. And of course, the real problem here has been for renters and um, who just have their rents raised every time there is a mortgage increase and people that own their own home. But the people that own multiple investment properties are simply passing those interest rates on. And it affects a whole economy because everyone's expenditure is reduced. Everyone's discretionary expenditure is, is reduced because they spend more and more of their money on the rent. On, you know, your, you've got your extra money that you can spend out in the economy on all of these other parts of the economy uh, and it's reduced which affects everyone else and that didn't happen under labor it's been happening for ages if you were actually watching with your eyes open we've all been complaining about the cost of living crisis for about the last eight years but the media didn't seem to really care about it when the liberals were in power so labor gets the blame I'm, I mean, given the impact of populist right-wing news media on the last few elections that uh, this country's had, I don't know that they have the impact that they once had. Labour haven't even been in power for two years. And the media suddenly cares about the economy as soon as Labour get in power. 
America's going through the same thing economically as we are here with a cost of living crisis. The UK is going through the same thing here as a cost of living crisis. In fact, the, the UK is probably going through a worse one than both America and uh, Australia. If you really want a, a grand example of, and, and every time I mention this to people, they say, yeah, but the Liberals had to deal with COVID. Well, let's go back before COVID, shall we? By 2019, the Liberals have been in power for many years and tripled the deficit. Now, remember when Julia Gillard and Rudd were in power and the media didn't shut up every day about the deficit and how dangerous the deficit was? The Liberals tripled it by, it was two and a half times the de Labour deficit by the time of COVID. And the news media never reported on that ever. This is an article from 2019. Australia in recession on a GDP per capita basis as the 2019 budget appears. Uh, ABS figures show that we've now entered an effective recession in Australia with GDP per capita shrinking in both the third and fourth quarter of 2018. Six years ago. That's a recession on a per capita basis and the figures show a large part of that is consumer spending growing at only 0.4% in quarter four. It's a huge slice of the economy, almost 60% of our GDP, and it's stalled. So who is at fault here? The For anyone that hasn't had their head in the sand, the living in Australia has got more and more expensive over the last 10 or 15 years. It's dramatically changed everyone's life that isn't wealthy. A cost of living crisis is really a housing affordability crisis. That's where it all stems from. It's the cost of rent, and for the people that only own their one home, the cost of your mortgage. And everyone else be damned. So the people with multiple investment properties aren't really feeling the impact of this because they're passing on all of the extra costs. But this cost of living in crisis, it impacts every part of the economy. So I don't know why people aren't more awake to it. It, it, it affects the amount of money you spend in a cafe, buying clothes, going to the cinema, going to a restaurant, going anywhere, spending any money, just in, you know, what you buy in presents for people, what you spend on a you know on any new item is usually discretionary spending and there's less of it to go around so everyone gets impacted they don't do building jobs anymore that they've put off you know they don't tile the bathroom every single person in the economy is virtually affected by this australia's cost of living crisis came from john howard and the impact on reshaping Australian society to be incredibly unfair towards people that already had things. And it's taken a very long time for it to snowball, but it began under him. And it's been exacerbated by every Liberal leader since. And it's from things like negative gearing and franking credits and beneficial capital gains tax and beneficial superannuation for people already have a million dollars in superannuation this is for this is a look at some of those things negative gearing and so on another large cost of the budget came from investors claiming deductions for maintaining and financing property interests in 2023 to 24 these deductions totaled 27 billion dollars 
up from $17 billion in 2020. Negative gearing losses were reported at $7.8 billion. The spread of benefits in 2020 showed 80% of the tax reduction for rentals went to those above median income and 37% to the top 10% of people in the country wage-wise. 1% of people in Australia own 25% of all rental properties. And what about franking credits? That was 500 million when John Howard started it. I think it's back in 2018 or 19 when Christina Keneally made the famous comment, it was 6 billion. More than we spent on public schools, famously. More than 10 billion now. Imagine the society we could have with that negative gearing money and that franking credit money back in the society as it only goes to people that have wealth apart from whoever News Limited has managed to interview for some reason. We had an opportunity to address this cost of living crisis. We had one and it was Bill Shorten. And he tried to address franking credits and negative gearing and unfair tax. All the, thing, all the things that John Howard did that's funneled an enormous amount of investment capital into buying investment properties, thus raising house prices and rents for everyone. And he tried to address that and the media crucified him, crucified him even though they knew they were giving us Scott Morrison. That's pretty damn evil. We've turned into a nation of sharecroppers and lords of the manor. The notion of owning your own home as a bedrock of capitalist society available to everyone that earns a decent wage or even a working wage has gone. How can it be when it used to be three times, three and a half times the average wage to buy your own three bedroom median home in Sydney and it's now 15 times? It's like 1.6 million now. Second in the world to Hong Kong, I believe. And the people at the top don't represent the majority of the country, but half this country are our own enemy because they keep voting for these things. And Anthony Albanese's come through and actually has an opportunity to do something about these things. But we've got this half of the country that keeps voting for other people's interests and blaming Labour for what is their fault.